0: and what is up everyone i'm joe de hoyos i am the host of beyond the Woodline, and tonight i have with me beth o'brien and mike brown how are you guys doing tonight
1: hi we're doing good thank you for having us
0: doing good yeah. Yeah, thank you guys for joining uh coming on the show man i really appreciate it I, I know you guys had some technical difficulties there but you know we got through them i guess and uh <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yeah uh, beth i was reading your um uh, your bio, man, you got, you got quite a repertoire there going, uh, uh man, you Reiki, Reiki, right? Um,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Got I, I've
0: recently gotten, got started with that myself. I just started uh, reading up on it and, uh, going to start practicing it myself. So that's, that was something that caught my eye. And, uh, uh if oh, you don't mind uh, why don't you tell us real quick about yourself and how you got involved in every little aspect that, that, uh, you've got going <laughs> on.
1: <laughs> well, there's a lot. Yeah. Hi. yeah. Yes. Um, Yes, my name is Beth, and um, I have always seen spirit since I was about four years old, and um, I'm going to be 54, 55, so it's been a long time, Uh, but before all this, I was in the medical field for 20 years in OBGYN, and then, you know, back then it wasn't as acceptable seeing spirit, you know, because I'm also a psychic medium, so I can communicate with um, your loved ones who have crossed over to the other side. And that's what I mean when i said I've seen spirits since I was four. And then um, as a child, you're afraid of it, you know, because um, it's not as explained and as open as it is nowadays. So, and I didn't understand it. And um, I guess my parents didn't understand it. So they're just chalked it over as I was too sensitive, you know, or something like that. And then through the years, I, um, you know, I would see spirit in and out and I would, I would always be afraid of the dark. So I would always hide in the dark and I would hear things and call my daddy, come running in. he's like, there's nobody there, but I could feel something there, but nobody could explain it. And then I guess, you know, um, had children in my twenties and then I, in my thirties, I found a mentor to help bring my self-esteem and my confidence out, you know, and, um, her name is Marty Haynes and she, um, said, no, no, you have gifts, you could do this, why aren't you doing this, and I took um, classes to help bring that out, and then I did that, and then I became a Reiki master, you know, because people said, oh, no, you know, they always said, oh, my hands were hot, or, you know, you should be, you should try this, you should do this, so I became a Reiki master, and I, and I, and I do that for people to help, you know, that, to help your own body, to help heal itself, it's been around for thousands of years, and then I do that. And then I, um, I'm also a, a paranormal investigator. So we, Mike is too, we do, um, public homes, public places and private homes, public places to help raise money, historical places, you know, for generations to come so that they can keep it open and it helps with the upkeep and, um, private homes, people call and say, you know, they'll tell me, Oh, I hear, I hear this, something moved, I'm getting touched. So we'll go out there and try to ease their mind and we do house cleansings and house blessings. So, um, you know, that's another way that we help people. And then I'm also a certified hypnotist, which I do past life regressions and it's good for every, all kinds of ailments, um, and how that also helps your own body to heal because I get to your subconscious and that's where all your trauma is and your past pain and um inner child healing stuff like that. And I've done about 10 weddings and a couple of christenings so far, which I really enjoy doing that. I have assisted in an exorcism one time. I just held space for that. And recently I just became an end-of-life death doula. So, um to work with hospice and help people they stay called to help them have a good death, you know, people that who want to die at home. Help them to cross over by making them comfortable as make them as comfortable as I can. So it is, it is a lot. So that's, that's what well, I do.
0: What, what made you decide to do that death do? What made you decide to do that? That's kind of like a, that's a big deal.
1: Um, yeah, you know what? For some reason, um, I've had a lot of people, friends and family that died. And for some reason, I'm always there when they take their last breath to see them, you know, when they leave this, leave this um, earth. And I think being the psychic medium, um, I know when this sometimes when the spirit is going to leave the body. And a lot of times if the family is interested in psychic mediums, sometimes the spirit is already crossed over just waiting for the body to expire. So sometimes they'll say they want to know, you know, what they're doing? Are they in heaven or wherever they believe they're going and stuff like that? I just you know, I think the combination of the two and there's something I know it may seem morbid, but it's just something spiritual and beautiful to be there, you know, and help the family when the body crosses over. I think it has a lot to do with being a psychic medium, too.
0: And what about you, Mike? What got you started <laughs> into all this paranormal, into the paranormal field?
2: Um, <clears throat> that's actually how Beth and I met. Uh and just to touch on the death doula thing real quick uh I just happen to be there at some times when when she's done this when she was there when my dad passed away actually and uh yeah she, she just seemed a natural at it and just it would seem natural progression from like mediumship to that and like she said she just kept ending up with people that were crossing over and, and she's amazing at it so I'm glad she took that step um but it but it's honestly the paranormal is 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 how we met and uh we both joined South Jersey Ghost Research, which is a local team. Uh, didn't know each other prior to that. Met each other on the team, and uh, I actually I moved into a haunted house with uh, my ex and my kids, and lived there for a year. And there was constant activity, continuous activity. Almost every single night, something happened. A door would slam. Um, you know, objects would move. You put something down. Two minutes later, it's disappeared it's it's like on another floor in, in the attic um uh lights turn on and off uh we saw uh, the spirit of a girl run through the living room we thought actually it was one of our kids and we got like mad getting ready to yell at them and chase them up into the, into their bedroom and like, they're they both sound asleep uh so all kinds of stuff like that was happening and that's what sort of pushed me towards joining the group and because i just needed to figure it out i needed to like I, I saw some of the shows on tv and i was like wow this is cool because at that point i didn't realize so many people like really took it seriously and and, and took it uh, you know approached it professionally with the equipment and, and techniques and interviews and and all that kind of stuff and so i became fascinated with that i'm like i need to get trained i need to figure out how to investigate this formally." because stuff was happening all the time and you know friends were like running out of the house afraid and stuff so so i joined uh, south jersey ghost research i meet beth and honestly, I tell this part of the story all the time, but I had second thoughts about joining the group because I, when I started researching them, uh, they seemed super legit, really into the the procedures and investigation and interviews and everything. But I'm like, oh, these psychics. I'm like, oh, because <laughs> at that point, I did, I did not believe at all. Uh, not at all. And I was like, oh, this is, <laughs> I never really met a legitimate medium. I never met a legitimate psychic ever. I always met. I guess I was unlucky. I just met hacks. It just seemed like they were. You know just making stuff up or just trying to do right. cold reading or, or or whatever so i had i had a bad taste in my mouth about that i almost didn't join the group because of the fact that they use psychics and mediums and the equipment you know they use it all um right. but i'm glad i did because once i started investigating and hanging out with this one and you know even other psychics and mediums and stuff uh i started realizing that i was feeling stuff and i was sensing stuff and it was cool to have beth there because and she was there to validate, well, yeah, yeah. Well, just the woman just walked through the room and, you know, walked right in between us. And so that's probably what you felt. And I'm like, what? Uh, and then over time, we were investigating and investigating and collecting evidence. And and I'm hearing, you know, Beth in the middle of a location talk about, you know, all this woman walked in. This is her name. This is what she looks like. It's, you know, given all these details. And I'm just sitting back like, oh, okay, that's, that's cool. Like, because I really liked her. So I thought, oh, I'll give her a chance. And, and lo and behold I'll go back and look at the evidence and like here I have EVPs from a from a from a woman in the room that none of us heard that was answering us directly um you know immediately after Beth said hey this woman just walked in the room and so stuff like that started happening and, and that's when I started to really look at myself uh, and as I was getting more into meditation and stuff like that as well and I started sensing more and started feeling things in the environment and then I would you know, have that validated by equipment activating, that other people in the room validate like Beth saying, "Oh yeah, this is," you know, and and so over time, I just realized that, like, oh yeah, that's there. There are legitimate mediums. There are legitimate psychics. There's a lot of illegitimate ones too, but right. but there are legit ones, and and man, the, the stuff they come out with is like It's amazing.
0: <laughs> so let me get you guys' opinion. Um, is is everyone psychic? And I'm asking you too, Mike. Are are you psychic?
2: I call myself sensitive. I okay. call myself sensitive. That's what I, how I like to put it. I, I definitely sense things and I, I see things a lot now too. And it seems like the longer we do this, like the more yeah, intuitive. intuitive, you can call okay. it intuitive. But it right. seems like the longer you investigate, the more things you begin to notice and the more things you'll see and hear yeah. that is backed up by equipment. I think it's, it's pretty cool. That's good.
0: And what do you think, Beth? You think everyone has this ability? know, uh, even if it's on a, a smaller level or as opposed to a higher level? Um,
1: I think everybody has, you know, you always say, you know, trust your intuition. I think right. people will have in, intuition, whether they follow or not, or whether they look into it. You know, that's a different story. Um, is everybody I don't think everybody is a medium. I don't think everybody um, can, you know, communicate with the dead. And, uh, you know, I, I do think that is a gift and like mike said there are frauds that are out there that you just know you know who is good who is real and who who isn't you know and um in the uk you have to actually go to college arthur finley college for to be like a psychic and a medium they don't take it as lightly over there so i thought that was interesting but yeah i think psychic you know i think everybody can be psychic because psychic you want to do a psychic reading you're just reading that person's energy and you know see what's going on in their life and by sometimes you can look at somebody and you know their body language or you know you know how you look at somebody and you know they just don't feel well right you could call that psychic just by looking at them you know um so yeah uh, i don't think everybody can but you know and then People say, oh, I'm you know I'm a born psychic, I'm a born medium, and I think it comes out. They may be, but I know it comes out in your lifetime when it's supposed to come out for you to tap into it or for you to use it.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, so here lately, uh, within the last couple of years, I've been trying to tap into whatever I can tap into, you know, and trying to see if I can develop something and. Uh, it's taken a long time, but I think I finally just started making some headway with that. Um, You know, I've been, I've been doing a lot of meditation and. uh,
1: Yeah. That's, that's good. Meditation is a big part of connecting to your higher self. Yeah. And then tapping uh, into the other side.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I've been, I don't even want to call it, I guess, lucky enough to see certain things, visions or what have you. And it's pretty freaky sometimes because it's like right in my face, you know, uh it's, it's even if it's for like a brief second just like a quick nanosecond you know but yeah uh, yeah, yeah does uh i was going to ask mike does, does mike do any kind of meditations or mike do you do any kind of uh anything to help develop that
2: yeah i um i've always meditated and practiced yoga for for a long time uh just a few years ago i took uh i took another step and uh became certified to teach oh, yoga okay. and uh meditation and uh it's uh it's a it's like Beth said i mean it's i think it's if if you're a sensitive person if you're feeling things and seeing things if you're affected by you know being in public affected by others energy stuff like that i mean you really have to meditate in some way shape or form and i think that you know a lot of people have too narrow a definition of meditation and i think that a lot of people meditate uh, sort of unconsciously without thinking about it you kind of just slip into it you know like If you're driving home, for example, and you know that's just that's your time to zone out, you know, after work, and you just kind of just drive your car and listen to music, and you just zone out and allow yourself to relax, you know, that's meditation. If you take a walk in the woods and just really take in the scene, and like you really pay attention to like how many birds you can hear or how many insects you see, you know, how many smells you can detect, like really, like Beth calls it walking awake. and it's, and I think it's forest bathing. It's also referred to. It's a great form of meditation. There, there's a lot of different kinds of meditation that uh, that people. Some I think a lot of times do without realizing it. But it's essential if you're sensitive and you're feeling or sensing things. I think that you need something to kind of center yourself and uh, reground yourself and and um, you know have like a reset. For the day, because you become in contact with people all the time, and you come into contact with people, you come into co- contact with their energy field. And if they're they're having a bad day, you rub off on you. Now you're having a bad day, right. uh, so yeah. So you need that. You need some kind of s- reset somewhere in your day to uh, to to sort of reground and 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 find your center again.
0: Right. Um, on a paranormal side, where have you guys in, uh, investigated as far as public places go?
1: Hmm. Um uh where do we start rolling hills uh or pu- oh you mean public like um private homes or uh, historical no no places? no uh,
0: public places like uh whether they be, you know uh, I guess we have privately owned public places I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. mean like historical places, right? Like, right, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's see, White Hill Mansion, um, which is New Jersey, Rolling Hills, New York, um, uh, Wildwood, that's-
2: Wildwood Asylum. Wildwood
1: yeah. Asylum. And Hurst. Um That, that was, well, I was telling them where Wildwood is in New York, mm. right? Or Ohio. Wildwood. No,
2: what's, Wildwood's what's New York. What's the
1: other, with dance? other ones? Other oh, ones. Hinsdale, House. Hinsdale House. Hinsdale House.
2: Upstate New York. Um,
1: the Hoover House, the Hoover Mansion.
2: Hoover House, yeah, a bunch of places. West in West Hill in, uh, Mansion. Uh, Gettysburg. Um, right, there's uh, Bel Air House uh, in Ohio. I
1: said, yeah, Bel Air um, House. Rolling Hills, we said that.
2: Rolling Hills. Uh, West
1: Hill Mansion, which is recent, that's New Jersey.
2: We just took our second trip to Greystone Manor in upstate New York. By uh, it's up by Niagara Falls.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, we did light the Lighthouse um, Resource and Education Center. That was down the shore. Um, Yeah, there has been there's so many we're drawing a blank. Yeah, there's probably at least I want to say 20 or more 20. Um, Yeah, but we're free agents. We are with two other groups, like Mike said, and there's a lot of um, paranormal. There's a lot of like paranormal drama. So we are we are free agents. So, you know, we just go where, you know, we want to go and there are teams that we trust that we will help you know and go and help you know right which which is yeah that's
0: one of the unfortunate things in the paranormal is everybody (laughs) everyone wants to weather tiara you know uh, so that's true you guys have like a favorite place or a place that has left maybe the biggest impression on you guys the
1: the lighthouse was pretty cool like and um
2: yeah you know
1: manor it, oh
2: you know what was you know it was really amazing I think we might be going back out for a second trip it's it's out in western Pennsylvania towards Ohio is uh the uh Hillview oh
1: that was amazing Hillview
2: Hillview, Hillview Manor it's called or Hillview
1: Sanitarium? well it was
2: it was a, it was a, a hospital hospital
1: room. yeah man
2: man the activity there was like right up up close and personal yeah
1: it's yeah, nice. there's there's places that you know, people that you hear they go to, and they'll be like, "Oh, this was like the scariest place we've ever been to." And we'll go there, and they'll be like, I'm "Not sure what they're talking about," and vice versa. <laughs> you know, and right. and I think yeah. spiritual, you know, that they want to communicate, they'll 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 want to, and if not, they'll not. They have free will. You can't make them. Um, human spirits have free will. They come and go as they choose. You can't, you know, make them come, or you can't make them leave. You know. So I think it depends on a lot of the weather, the, the people that are there. Um, if there's a skeptic in a group, <laughs> there's there's most likely not going to be activity. So, yeah, we won't. Say that for names. Yeah, that's. But.
2: Yeah, that's interesting how it happens. We find that like it, it seems like whatever sort of mood or 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 energy the investigators have with them before they show up as kind of kind of dictates most of the time how things are going to happen at the case it seems like because we've investigated with people that were that were sort of um, you know had like preconceived notions of the of the site and you know were were um, were having anxiety about it were nervous about it and lo and behold they had a negative experience whereas you know we were right in the room with these people and we just kind of you know we're pretty good about keeping just a, a, a blank slate And whatever stories we hear about a place, we just kind of like, okay, well, just write it off. Because we know that each place and each time you go to a place, it's going to be a totally unique experience. And, like, the first time we went to Bel Air House was super intense. I mean, I had a headache for two weeks after that. I mean, we were nauseated. Oh, man, it was really intense. But then we went back, you know, maybe six months, eight months later, Mm -hmm. and it was dead. It was boring as hell. Nothing happened. (laughs) No one was affected. And same location. And so... Yeah.
1: yeah. So, yeah, they're like different every time.
0: Have you guys ever been like legit scared on, the, on an investigation?
1: Um, I get, well, do we get scared? Because See, you having,
0: said human spirits at one time. So, yeah. I'm just wondering, you run anything that's not a human spirit?
1: Well, that's the thing. When we do, um, private homes, you know, there's, um, you know, they'll call and they'll say, oh, I hear this, I sense this, something's going on. And there's like these, all these questions that we have to ask because we need to know if they're on medications, you know, they, they drink, whatever they're doing. And, um, 99.9% of the times you create your own negative energy and your own negative entity by the life you're living. Right. Uh, and the negatives, negative spirits have to abide by rules, but you have to want them gone so a lot of times i you know we we know how to put our protection up you know i ask archangel michael to step in and he's got a sword and just i put air protection up and you got to believe in it you know and i and i only work with the love and light so i believe in that and i do my best not to let any any negative stuff in are there times when yeah i thought i would have to step out a couple times but then i just have to let myself know you know, being an empath, that that is not my energy, that is whatever's in this building's energy, and I have to, like, I really have to talk myself out of it and breathe and just, like, let that go and cut the cord. And a lot of times, if it's really bad, even if it's, a, say, it's a private home, um, on the drive, in the car to, the, to that location, if I feel it's that negative, that bad, I won't be able to go to the door, I'll turn around and leave, because really? I'm not going to get subject myself to that, you know? Um, unless I have, I know, you know, a couple people that work with negative energy and, and negative entities and stuff like that. And I will, we have a group of friends that, that I trust that I, if they ask for assistance, Mike and I will go and we will help them.
0: What about you, Mike? Have you ever been, <laughs> like, legit scared?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Clementon tells. Oh. You you had to get us Oh, all. oh
2: wow.
1: Go ahead. Now, now you got to tell them. Well, tell I wasn't.
2: Him. You were affected. I was. I was getting to the point where I was getting worried. Um, this was a private case here in Jersey, and uh, it was it was really dark. And I, I mean, one of the darkest things that I've I've ever experienced. Um, the kind of thing where like we pull in the yard, and, and just that the yard, this in particular home was like, even with streetlights on and everything around, it, the the yard was darker. Like everything just looked darker. And we pulled in and we went in there and we were showing up to investigate we had already had sent a team out that uh that interviewed them and uh and you know the people that inter- i think you were were you in the interview yeah. team yeah. yeah and you know everybody was like my god these these people are seriously seriously affected this this could be you know this might be the d word um so they sent a bunch of us back to actually investigate to try and prove or disprove what's going on there and like i said the yard was dark we, we walked in and there was like there was like animal feces and urine like everywhere i and, mean
1: and they were like it was normal
2: everywhere and they were like not on the
1: cat on the furniture you, and they were yeah
2: yeah and like, they were not even they were acting as if they didn't even notice and like i and we were all having trouble breathing and and that's when i started hearing what sounded like a wrestling match upstairs in the bedroom and uh I didn't want to let on to the client that I was hearing anything right away, uh, but I just kind of slipped a comment in and I just asked, uh, you know, is is everyone is everyone home or is anyone upstairs? Like I kind of, I was vague about it, but I was trying to get them to tell me if like, oh, there's just, just kids upstairs playing. That's what I wanted to hear. And they said, oh, no, 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 it's just us. And so I just made note of it. I started seeing small shadows. Um, I would say maybe, six to eight inches tall and they were just darting around like in the, in the corner of the eye you'd see it go like from from behind like a piece of furniture and it would like and it would dart behind another piece of furniture and I was like I was for several minutes I was seeing this and and I could just I walked over to one of the other investigators and I'm like you know I said are you are you seeing this and she said yeah I'm been seeing it for a couple of minutes and uh and it's just the, the odor and the and the, the activity it was really dark. I mean it, it's it was supposedly like real intense activity, but then there's some some kind of black magic was performed there and rituals and stuff where we're not really sure exactly in where,
1: that room, right? Where in were...
2: in that room where I heard all the stuff happening. Sorry. And uh and so we ended up not investigating. We gave them like a like a long counseling session, um, let them know that you know, we'll come back and investigate, but like they really have to kind of clean up and and know and help help clear out the energy like we you know we put it very very nicely and uh, but after that I mean I was like ill for weeks I didn't feel right I could not I just couldn't feel like nothing I did worked I couldn't feel better and I ended up having to uh, see one of the the other members of the group and they mixed up some kind of crazy uh herb bath and like epsom salts and all kinds of crazy stuff to put in the tub and just soak into it uh and it was funny after i took that bath and and it rinsed off in the shower afterwards like i immediately felt better but i was i was like sick for weeks like i and i couldn't really put my finger on why or what it was but it was i mean it was like nightmares and like all kinds of crazy stuff yeah so i wasn't afraid but like i've been in a couple places like in the basement at hillview we were walking around investigating, It was just Beth and I, and we just got to a certain point in this basement, of, I believe, it was the boiler room, right? And we both kind of walked up to the door. Oh, yeah. and we were just like, "No, nah, no, we're not going in here." It
1: was down. It was down in the morgue. That was in the Mor- Remember it was the morgue? Oh, okay, yeah. But you, you didn't want to go down to that spirit room that they claim was in that? That was yeah. That was
2: yeah. There's been there's been areas of of investigations where we just said okay no we're not we're not touching that right now we're not going there maybe we'll come back later but yeah
0: yeah I lived in a house um, for about five years and I mean from day one when we moved into this house we had activity you know um, uh, I was I wasn't even there a week and I was laying in bed and I felt somebody sit on the bed uh, that happened twice and both times I thought it was a, uh, my dog. I had a boxer at the time, and I thought it was him trying to get on the bed, which he knew he, he wasn't allowed on the bed. So I sat up real fast. And I was like, get your ass off the bed. <laughs> and there was nobody there. Uh, that was actually, like, my first real experience with uh, with the paranormal, even though I had believed in it the whole time. And that was, like, oh, uh, wow. my first experience. Uh, I, I said five years. But that was probably closer to ten years, I bet. Um yeah, about 10 years ago and you know we saw shadows and figures moving across the house we were all touched and poked and uh yeah yeah that was uh i think it was the original owners of that house who were who i don't want to say they were unhappy with us being there but i think they were just wanting some attention because even though we got scared i don't think they were trying to scare us you know what i'm saying
1: right yeah and that, that's the thing people you know, they just try to. Sometimes spirit just try to want to get your attention, and the and the you know the clowns say, "Oh, but I was poked," and like spirit don't know their own energy, their own strength. So a lot of times it's just uh, they think they're getting pushed or poked, but it was just like you know, hey, like a you know, <laughs> like right. a little tap.
0: You know, I I I tell the story. Uh, well, I don't say I tell it a lot because it just happened in April. Um, i saw. told it a few times, but I'd like to get your take on this story. So in April, my mother turned 72. Uh, We had a party for her, and there was maybe, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 people there at at her house. It was just like an immediate family. Um, My dad passed away 10 years ago, uh, and of course my uncle, which is his twin brother, he was there. Uh, uh, This was on a Sunday, so... That Monday, my brother called me and told me, hey, uh, Maddie, which is my niece, she's just turned 15. He said, Maddie told me Sunday that uh, at the party, she heard my dad's voice and that my dad told her uh, that he was happy that grandma was having a party and that he was uh, happy for her and that she deserved it. Right. Um, And then on that Tuesday, they were going to go to my dad's gravesite. Uh, but they wind up canceling because it was raining that day. Well, my uncle called my brother and told my brother, hey, you know, it's raining too bad. We can't go. You know, this just reschedule for another day. My brother said, OK. He says, well, I got you on the phone. I want to tell you about the party on Sunday. Uh, your aunt heard your dad's voice and he told your aunt that uh, he was proud that we gave my mom a party. He was happy for her. She deserved it and that he would be there waiting for her when her time comes. That he was uh, neither one of them. My aunt or my niece knew that the other one had heard my dad's voice, uh, and it was basically the same message to both. You know.
1: Yeah, interesting. Uh, no, yeah. I totally believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it, and 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 they will come to us when it's somebody's birthday, you know, um, an anniversary, uh, a death of something. They'll that's when you feel them the most, or they'll try to communicate with you you know just to let you know that you know they're still seeing what's going on and they care about them and that their spirit is always around them and yeah the the spirit will do that they'll say you know yeah i'll be there you know when that person crosses over you know right. just to comfort the family you know
0: right. yeah. yeah
1: yeah i, I believe that <laughs> yeah
0: and uh yeah i like that that uh that he yeah. said that and i totally believe that that he would yeah. do that you know
1: absolutely yeah and if you know your dad and his personality. Then you know that he would do that. He seems like a very caring man.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Kind of a side note. Him and my mom, they were divorced, mm-hmm. but they both love each other a lot. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Still loves my dad yeah. to death. Uh, and, you know, and I, I know my dad still loves my mom, but they just, yeah. They just yeah. couldn't do it. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um Let's talk a little bit about the. Uh, uh, hypnosis. When did you get involved in that? And what got you drawn to that?
1: Uh, right before I got involved with that, uh, I got certified right when, right when COVID happened or right before COVID. Okay. And, um, again, it's just part of, um, cause I wanted to do past life regressions because, you know, people, they say, you know, if you believe in past lives, that the reason that what's going on in their life now is because you carried karma over from past lives. You know, so they want to know what happened. So then, when you do a past life regression and you get back to that previous life, you heal that life and then you can heal this life. But, you know, I found out, and that again, the psychic mediumship plays a part in that because I do being the hypnosis, I take you under, you know, it's a, just a guided meditation. And um, I get to your subconscious mind instead of your conscious mind, which is the monkey mind, blah, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so then when I, do, when I do that, it helps you to remember stuff, but he, but when I do do past life regression, I ask questions and you answer me. So you tell me your past life and then whatever I get through psychically or mediumship wise, I can add to that. Okay. So it kind of helps. Not every not every past life is is um, bad or traumatic or, you know, um, people think that all oh, your past lives are bad, but that's not true.
0: Right.
1: You, and so usually when I find out during a hypnosis, someone do a past life regression, and when I ask them questions, they can't answer me because there really isn't one. Then I find out it turns it actually turns into an inner child healing. And it's this life that needs a healing not your past life okay yeah and mm-hmm. it, it, yeah so again just to be able to do past lives and then to help people to heal in whatever way they need healing
0: right can you yeah. talk about anything that that, that really um, stu- stood out to you as far as anyone's past life you don't have to give any details you know i understand if you got to keep the privacy well
1: no yeah i just well, I've been doing it, I guess, maybe, like I said, a year because of, you know, during COVID, I couldn't really do it because of everything was going on. You know, right. there was people weren't going out. Um, I haven't actually had one that was traumatic yet okay. to where, you know, they were abused. A lot of people um, died young in like in a fire because their houses were made of wood, you know, right. back then. But nothing that really, as I'm thinking about, nothing that really stuck out. Um, not not yet so maybe i'll come across one and right. also it's good for like mike um saw a ufo so a lot of times when that happens it, they kind of like erase your mind sometime right you know because they don't want you to i guess let them Remember? know yeah right. right so that's good for that too to see if you know, you can remember more because people usually lose time. Right. A lot of time when they, when they go with the UFOs and the um, gray people, what are you calling them?
2: The gray Yeah.
1: They, they lose that. One of the symptoms or one of the signs or experiences, should I say they lose track of time. So oh. getting a, um, hypnosis done, I can see if we can go back to that date and help them try to remember something else.
0: Yeah, I've been interested in doing that myself. Uh, I've had some experiences with that kind of stuff. So, I oh, just, okay. yeah, yeah, uh, I won't go too much detail with, uh, cause I'm still <laughs> trying to process a lot of what's, of what's happened, uh, yeah. over the last several months. It started like back in last August, September. Uh, so, uh, it was through a, someone that I had met and, uh, yeah, that's, that's all I'll say. It, okay. it, it, it <laughs> okay. yeah. I will say this, I I've seen these little figures in my room, you know, and they didn't look, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. And you mean
1: some, um, aliens or the, the yeah. grays in your room? Yeah,
0: okay. yeah. And uh, I've had some crazy dreams, I guess you can call them, you know, and uh, yeah, they've been kind of crazy, kind of crazy, but uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you you should go in your area to, you know, yeah. pass someone that does um, hypnosis for past life regression.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've, I've actually looked into that, so. I um, think I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll pull the trigger on that one day.
1: Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, you should. Yeah. It's very relaxing, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have, have you done or, or ever tried remote viewing?
1: I will do, I have, I, I also, I teach psychic development classes also and I, and I'll teach every kind of divination. Um, I, I when I um I use remote viewing if I'm going on an investigation to a historical place or a private home um just so that I know what I'm walking into.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And then I usually like Mike always has pad and paper because I'll say uh-oh and then I'll start getting stuff in you know psychic mediumship wise to where, to what's in the house, where we're going, before we even get there, or know anything about it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Is that something that you know that you can turn on and turn off at, at will, or does it just come to you? Or
1: you mean just being a psychic medium or talking to right, spirits and right, stuff? Yeah, yeah, being, um, well, both, yeah. Really. I can, well, I don't. I don't actually technically turn it off because I don't think you can turn it off. I just try to occupy my mind with something else because it's like always there, you know, it's always, I'm always at, I'm always in that heightened empath, that vibration, you know, Uh, being an empath. So I try to do something else to take my mind off it.
0: Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And Mr. Mike, I know you're an
2: author. Uh, What are you an author of? So I, um, I wrote a work of fiction uh, a okay. few years back. It was a it was basically like a, a sort of modern take on a on a fairy tale. Uh, I've always been fascinated with fairies and nature spirits and that kind of thing. Okay. And so, yeah. So that was kind of the the, the focus of that. I've, I'm currently uh, keeping a field journal and uh, taking notes of, at all our investigations and stuff like that. And you know, for the the hope is to, you know down the road at some point. Um, writing a little, you know, something more paranormal, uh, just, um, you know, a nonfiction. Just about us and our crazy adventures and all kinds of stuff that's happened. I mean, it's some of the stuff, if I wasn't there, I wouldn't believe it. Um, so I thought it would be a fun challenge at some point to uh, uh, to put it all down into a book.
0: Okay. It'd be uh, more like a documentary or?
2: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It would just be, okay. you, know, you know, documenting the different places that we investigated and the different uh, crazy things that we've experienced.
0: Do you have a, a bucket place or places that that, uh, that you, that you want to go to?
2: Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, we we're really looking forward to getting back to Hillview out in Pennsylvania. That um, that was just, I, I I still can't put my finger on it, how different it was or how intense that it was, but it, um, I'm trying to think how to put it. Like we were just, we, you know, just we would be in a, in a room in the, in the hospital, just the two of us asking questions and stuff. And, you know, we'd be getting voices and, and sensations, uh, something that's like right there. It's right on top of us, you know, talking right, right to us. Um, and it, it was just, I don't know. It just, it really – some parts of that place are very uncomfortable. Some some parts are fascinating. It's really a beautiful place, um, interesting history. It hasn't honestly been closed for that long. I mean, it closed fairly recently, right? I mean, it was like – 1900. Like 99, I 98, know.
1: 2000 some like, no, I forget, yeah.
2: It closed fairly recently. Um, but that was just an overall – just an amazing place. Um,
1: but – what about a place that you haven't had? What a place that you haven't been to?
2: That's, I think bucket list is definitely if we, if we ever get over to Ireland, Lebcastle is on the list. Um, I think the Stanley hotel is probably on everyone's list. Um, Hmm. A lot of places in Europe, it'll be really cool. It's just because Europe is so much older than our country. You know, there's so much more history. But yeah, I yeah. definitely love Castle and the and,
1: and and uh Yeah, so are the cemeteries, which that's where we, yeah, that's where we spend our Saturdays are at cemeteries.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
0: What about you, Beth? What what does your bucket list consist of? If you can narrow um, it down to a few. <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably well, I mean, I like to investigate anywhere and, and and especially any place that's historical, but probably the same places that you said I, I would like to go to um, um what's the in um, Gettysburg, where you yeah. just recently took the picture on me laying on the floor, the Wade House.
2: Um, Jenny Wade House. Jenny,
1: I want to, Yeah, I would like to go to the Jenny Wade House, and that's in Gettysburg. What's out there in Texas that we could come cool to? <laughs> uh,
0: you got the haunted Hill House out here.
1: Oh, uh, in,
0: uh, in, in yeah. Mineral Wells, where which, which I've been to.
1: Okay,
0: uh, and then we there's uh, I think Lavaca County Jail, which is outside of Houston. Mm. Uh, of course, there's uh, like the, out in the San Jacinto area where like the San Jacinto battle took place, you know. Uh, San Antonio's got a lot of spots too because that was a heavily uh area that was heavily fought for, you know. So oh, it,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So okay. this, uh, Texas has a lot of history with uh, with a lot of stuff, everything from mm-hmm. slavery to wars, you know. I mean, the French yeah. were here, the Spanish, Spanish were here, German were here, mm-hmm. you know, Mexico, of course, and of course, you know, Texas, United States. You know, There's a lot of uh, uh, traumatic events that really took place here.
1: Yeah, yeah um, and out here in New Jersey, of course, you heard of the Jersey Devil, right? Right.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. Of <laughs> that's course, that's word. right up my alley. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're the we're the uh, we I I from the Pine Barrens, so I'm from where the Jersey Devil oh, nice. was born, supposedly. Yes, yeah. uh, and the pine barrens are creepy as hell, even during the day. Yeah. The, the pine barrens, the woods, the forest out there. So, yeah. and just having the uh, Jersey Devil. It actually, my backyard is yeah. was, was a little scary growing up.
0: <laughs> so, what are your thoughts like on cryptids, whether it be Jersey Devil or Bigfoot or Dogman or anything else that may be?
1: Well, I, it's not that I don't. I well, when it comes to Bigfoot, and Jersey Devil, I you know. It's not that i don't believe it but i haven't seen it so i don't know if that's real but why not being real i think that bigfoot can be some is a more like a myth mythical is that the right word creature or elemental or something that's like, um, yeah, yeah spiritual. because they know or something spiritual because they never find bones they never and it's only it's always one like you know what i'm saying i just think maybe he's on another realm and come can come and go bigfoot
0: Right. Uh, well, being yeah. in, in the Bigfoot world, uh, <laughs> there are plenty of uh, sightings of multiples, uh, even babies. And
1: oh um, wow!
0: Yeah, I've actually yeah. found three inch tracks and eight inch tracks. Uh, oh
1: wow, off. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying I do. I just haven't ran into one. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I believe in I, doing the work I do. I believe in like everything and everybody because I have yeah.
0: to. Yeah. 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 You know. Um, up until a couple of years ago when I actually started doing this show, uh, I, I wasn't necessarily close minded, but I really didn't pay attention to, uh, elementals or anything supernatural. You know, that just wasn't in my view, you know? And now I, uh, and I follow all the stories real close and I do all my own research now. And, you know, uh, um, and even in the world of the paranormal i, I really didn't uh, follow it as closely as, as i do now you know uh yeah yeah you know, i think this show has really helped me uh, Good. uh yeah. just you know you know develop my mind i guess you could say
1: yeah um and that's one thing i tell people you know they'll ask me um during my psychic development classes how do i open my third eye and i actually and i said well being a paranormal investigator will help you because you, you use your sixth sense. Because a lot of times you're sitting in the dark for hours. I know it's helped open mine, and I think yours, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, I think I'll always be a paranormal investigator because you're always learning and growing. You never master this. The universe is so big,
0: right?
1: That um, you just keep continue to. It can get overwhelming, but oh yeah, that's when you say, "Okay, I'm gonna." go out and dancing or something you know just something else to get your right. mind off of that because you can i mean it doing this work is a way of life for me you know the spiritual work it, it's just a way of life so a lot of times yeah i need there's times when i need to take a vacation you know and just quiet my mind you know? right. Cause,
0: yeah right because
1: yeah because right now i'm available like seven days a week
0: right yeah and it, you know what you know what's funny you talk about uh, I guess, kind of taking a vacation from this stuff, even though I look for Bigfoot, my vacation is still in the woods where I can go yes. concentrate and meditate. And, that's
1: you know, that's what we do. We go to yeah. historical places and do investigations. <laughs> that's our vacation. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: your vacation, right? You know, that's...
1: Yeah, or that's we go, uh, I love cem- cemeteries. The older, the better. Just, yeah. you know, I like to, you know, to read about them and then, you know, you wonder, wow, how do they live their life, you know?
0: Right, yeah.
1: So uh, we love old cemeteries.
2: Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm.
0: And do you have a goal that you're trying to reach in the paranormal field or
1: a goal
0: or something you're trying to accomplish?
1: Well, I I think you're because you're always growing, the universe is so big, I do feel like the veil is getting smaller, is getting you know thinner between the universe and earth i just think um i'm doing this is my journey and this is my path and this is i know this is what i'm supposed to be doing so i eventually like personally i would like to have like a store to uh a paranormal store to you know do these things and stuff that's probably my ultimate goal you know and then that way you can you know just do your own thing you know
0: all right, all right. What about you, Mike? Do you have an end game?
2: <laughs> hmm. That's a good question. I think, um, I think we're just going to continue to do our thing and, and uh, just branch out with, with different investigation techniques, different pieces of equipment, uh, always like, like to try new things. And, uh, and we're just looking for that connection between what is sensed and what is felt, and what, what what is that subjective experience versus what is something I can prove? like what right. what can be validated by a ramp pod, for example, or you know an EMF meter um, and and sort of drawing the drawing the the connecting the two threads of like experience and total subjective feelings and sensations and, and experiences. Uh, but also documenting it at the same time so that we have something to show someone else and say, like, look, this is what I was experiencing. And, oh, really? Well, actually, we have a little bit of proof. You know, here is uh, this piece of equipment went off when I sensed something walked in. Here's an EVP we caught. I mean, it's been pretty fantastic. And I mean, there's one case in particular. It was one of our last uh, cases in training, I believe, uh, when we went to. Hoskins house in Burlington. And it was a, uh, a it's really, really old building. It, it was originally built. I think it was a brewery originally back in the s- late 1600s. And it has, you know, it's had different manifestations over the years. I think Ben Franklin was like frequented this place. It was like a newspaper place at one point. Um, we investigated there and that was like the ultimate, that's kind of like the dragon I'm chasing, I think, at this point, because that's one of the last places that we sort of investigated during our training before we became full investigators, and that was, as far as the the, the evidence that we caught is just phenomenal. I mean, that's one of the cases where Beth is describing this woman that walks in, describes her dress, uh, what she looks like, the approximate period she she lived in, uh, her mannerisms, her you know like personality went into all this detail even came up with her name her name was charlotte and and i was recording the whole time and, and you know we had lots of equipment activations and stuff and but loads of evps of this woman who apparently had been following us around the whole night was talking to us and we were not you know we couldn't hear it at the time we were just kind of talking to each other uh but lo and behold there's this person answering us like in real time intelligent answers i mean you know even like at one point where to put a piece of equipment and she's just like oh like put it over there put it over there by the flowers you know and uh, and and so I was just it was just blew me away all these EDPs I caught and so then later on it was just I kept thinking about it and kept thinking about it and this is really when the mediumship things like really starting to sink in for me and so I went back into the history of the building and didn't like just dove into deep into research for weeks I was researching Everything I could find on this house and what it had been, who had lived there, and uh, and then lo and behold, we uh, I, I found the the woman's name Charlotte, set in French, who was the, the owner of the building. She was a landlord for like forty years, and she was like you know in charge, which matched everything Beth was saying. Uh, the the dress she was describing and the approximate time period fit like the other evidence that we caught and stuff. So that was like the ultimate for me connecting like what a medium was saying in the room and at the same time what I was feeling in the room and then what evidence we caught, it was just, just, just connected all the dots, like so well. And I think, I think that's really just, I'm just chasing that dragon and I'm like, I'm looking for another place and another piece of of evidence that is going to make that connection again. I think that's, I think that's where I'm at.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer, man. Uh, So in in your particular uh, journey, what advice would you give to someone who's trying to start out in this, paranormal field?
2: Good question. I would say, I would say, you know, do some research and find a find a group in your area, if possible, that is is doing this on a regular basis and that can um, that can train you, um, bring you up to speed on their techniques, uh, how they use their equipment, different techniques, and also, but at the same time, just continue to do research and and uh, and find your own sort of technique and find your own um, not not so much pieces of equipment. you can you can find pieces of equipment almost anywhere now at this point, but ways of using it and really just just always think outside the box. Think of uh, you know ways every, everyday items can be used for, for investigating, for example, like a compass is a good one. Um, but but yeah, I think you like find find some people you trust and uh and just follow along with them and just see what they do and uh and learn what they have to teach and you know if you if you feel like you you've you've sort of hit the ceiling and you're not learning anything else branch out go somewhere else and just keep studying keep reading lots of great books out there um right. and uh and yeah just find your own path and find your voice in it you know there's so many so many cool things to try and so many cool experiments
0: what about you beth what advice would you have for someone whether it be starting out in the paranormal or maybe people who have gifts and they're trying to develop them and learn as they go
1: uh it's good to have community people that support you find a community that you know um that'll help and support you um where i or my office is in medford it's three floors of holistic practitioners and we all do different stuff and it's just good to have community and people that believe in you and I would say, you know, if you're searching, especially if you're not, you know, you, you know, you're different, you, you know, you sense things or you feel or spirit or whatever, then find a mentor and learn from as many people as you can and take classes and um, have find that community and that support that you need, you know, and just do it and don't listen to people tell you that you can't right you know because you are going to have the skeptics you will lose friends you gain friends um, the non-believers people told me i do the devil's work i'm like whatever so <laughs> yeah,
2: you know stuff
1: yeah. like that so it's yeah. important to just have community and find you know a metaphysical store a lot of those places they have people there that you can start taking classes and and and, and you know find that person that generally you know, cares and is concerned, you know, about you beginning and starting into the paranormal. And you can also, you know, there's so many paranormal teams out there now. Just find one that you trust if you want, or, you know, get the equipment, read about it, try it out and start your own group. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to be on another group. I, w- I will never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, and then that way you can do and go where you, where you want to go, you know um all you need to start out with is a recorder you're your you yourself are you, is your biggest instrument anyway what you sense feel you know and see or, or hear and then bring a recorder um and then go you know look up and you know places to do investigations events and then you know yeah but it's good to go like you know he's there, you know rule of thumb you never investigate your own house you never go investigating alone make sure that you have somebody you know, more than one person, or if you can, to go with on investigations. But,
2: Good point. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I would just say, you know, have fun. If you're not having have fun, fun. Like doing, yeah, if yeah. you're not having fun, what you're doing, and it's not gonna probably not gonna enjoy it too much.
1: 100%. Exactly, you have to have fun. That's why you need to find the right group of people, you know, that like to have fun and and, and is supportive, and you know, and
2: then yeah, have fun. One hundred percent.
1: I don't think we're ever supposed to master this. I think there there are still things that we're never supposed to have answers to.
2: Right,
0: right. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And I think chasing the answers is is fun in itself.
1: Yeah, exactly. Totally agree.
0: Guys, We're coming up on the hour. I just want to know if you guys have anything you want to say or add or maybe tell people how to get a hold of you if they want to get a hold of you or tell people where they can get your book. Mike?
2: Huh. I don't think my book's available anymore. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I got to wait for the new one. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, you
2: know, anything you want to say to the people?
1: I mean, I'm on face. I'm on Facebook as uh, Beth Harper O'Brien, and also as Intuitive um, Intuitive Guidance by Beth O'Brien. You can reach me on Facebook.
0: Well, cool beans, man. I appreciate you guys coming on.
1: Thank you, thank you for having us. It was it was great to meet you, Joe. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I appreciate it. I happy to have you guys on again. There's a lot more. There's a lot more wonderful to talk to you about. Yes,
1: cool. I would. We would love to come back. Thank Absolutely. you so much.
0: Yeah, anytime. So, yeah, thanks to the guys in the chat room for participating. I really appreciate that too, guys. You guys always do a great job, so thank you for that. And uh, with that, I will see you guys. I believe next uh, Wednesday. And uh, you guys have a great night. And you two guys, hold on real quick, if you don't mind.
2: Okay, sure.